benvenuti tifosi napolitani to another edition of Far From Vesuvius. This is the Rafa's Napoli post-match rant brought to you by Far From Vesuvius. And we are here today to discuss Napoli's very, very disappointing 2-1 loss to Spartak Moscow. Uh, very uninspired uninspiring match on uh you know bad first half bad um bad start to the match Lobotka gives up the penalty kick um right at the beginning uh fouling Quincy Promise and um Sobolev buries the penalty kick here is the um the stats and everything on the ticker, you can find everything down there. Um, you know, just a bad way to start. And uh, one of those things where you don't really seem like, um, doesn't seem like Napoli would ever find their footing in this one. Terrible first half. Um, probably Chucky Lozano was the only bright spot for me in the first half. Uh, he was putting crosses in. He was doing really well, but the team just didn't look good. And then in the 28th minute, um, Sobolev would bury the cross by uh, Victor Moses. Medet doing really not much to to help himself there, but also bad marking by Marie Kulibali totally missing the defender. You know, um, just uh, just not great. Um, Napoli would find the back of the net in the second half, but it would be called offside justly as Pitania's flick of the head found Di Lorenzo, but then finally, uh, Elif Elmas would get the header, um, sent in by Petania again. And honestly, uh, you know, Petania for me was one of the best players on the pitch. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit, but yeah, I mean, very uninspiring, not much. Uh, also, uh, keeper, um, the the Spartak keeper was the second coming of Buffon as normal as usual, um, <laughs> making insane saves in the first half on uh, both Elmas and Zielinski. So you know, there's not much else uh, really uh, to to cover. I mean, Napoli are injured, decimated by injury, and um, you know, there you have it. We we just didn't look like. I mean, Mertens was non-existent. Um, uh, Mary was pretty atrocious today. Can't even lie. Uh, you know, uh, Elmas wasn't that great until maybe the second half. He turned it on a little bit, but, uh, I am going to hit the, I'm going to address the, the comments because there are some of, some of you guys are in here. So let's take a look and Francesco Valentia is in here. What's up, my friend? Less said, the better, my friend. <laughs> I'm still trying to cool off at this point. Since only the top team go through, I'd rather throw this competition away. Well, you're half right there. We can still go through. First of all, we could still win the group, so that's not over. But also, um, we would go through. We would just play in February in the, in the round of 32. Uh, the leaders of the group make it to the round of 16 for sure. Back-to-back -back games, this team decided to play for 20 to 25 minutes, and I cannot wrap my head around that in the slightest bit. Um, yeah, I understand, Francesco. I get it. Matteo Casale, what's up, my friend? He's in here. Yet another day of stupidity at the office. Just so much wrong left and right all game long. 
And Raf and Raf, I guess Raf is on. There you go, Raf and Raf. I am the ghost of <laughs> Raf and Raf. Man, I'd love it. Good for you, my friend. That's awesome. I want to say thank you to everybody that's watching. Thank you to everybody that's listening on uh, podcast form. Um, uh, yeah, we'll get into this too. Vincenzo Bertillo's in our good friend. Promise is a murderer. Shouldn't be allowed to play. I thought he wasn't going to play. Uh, I did have a really good conversation with uh, English language Spark Talk Twitter guy, uh, Hanu. He's an awesome guy. So why don't you guys go download that edition of Far From Vesuvius and listen to it? Because just to hear his story is really cool. And he's back at it again. He's doing some good stuff. Um, uh, Ralph in here again. Ciao, Rispo. Vincenzo, Ralph in the house. What's up, my friends? Thank you guys for coming in. Uh, Biz getting some love too from Francesco. So Francesco comes back in. Fran op optional defending in the first half, passing accuracy absolutely abysmal, as well as especially in the first half. Uh, can't argue that much, Francesco. Frustrating uh, that another occasion with some injuries and we cannot overcome it and we fold again. Well, so the good news is that Deme has tested negative for COVID. He's back. He'll be back with the team. This weekend, hopefully he'll be available to play for Lazio. Uh, it also looks like Insigne might be ready to go for Lazio too. I think he was missed pretty much today. Uh, I think Lozano played great. I think Petania did a good job in in uh, absence of Ossiman. I think where we were missing something was in that midfield with Angisa not being there. And, you know, Lobotka didn't really turn up today. It's not, you know, I think it was his first start since returning. And he just wasn't around. You know, it was very frustrating as well. Right. Um, there's not much else to say about that. I mean, we have injuries uh, happening again. And it's funny because last year it was Lazio then Inter and we got injuries and COVID in that game, those stretch of games. Now this year it's the same Inter and then Lazio. Injuries and COVID are coming around to, to bite us in the ass. So, uh, you know, it's uh, frustrating because now this puts uh, Spartak in the lead in the group. They have the tie break on us by beating us twice, obviously. Uh, seven points each for us and them. We can still hope for a draw out of the Leicester City Legia match tomorrow. I think that's probably the best result we could ask for because any other result where there's a winner um, has us doing a lot of work. I mean, we still have work to do. Uh, we still have to go into Leicester City. And this is something I wanted to avoid, going into the Maradona on the ninth against Leicester City, having to win to get to first place and then hoping – that, um, you know, Spartak don't win. So either a draw or a, a loss to Legia. But it all depends on what happens tomorrow. Like, we're talking now, but it doesn't matter because tomorrow's result will change the whole landscape of the group. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, regardless of what happens, it's going to be where any team has a chance to come to finish in any place in this group. You know, you talk about, uh, you talk about a group of death you know, I think uh, I think the Galatasaray Lazio Marseille group was dubbed the group of death at the beginning, but this turned out to be the real one. I mean, there's there's it's a it's a group where anything can happen. Um, uh, Pitania made some good passes today, and I was rather pleased with him. Hopefully, he gets rolling. Yeah, we can only hope that Matteo. You know, and Francesco says to Vincenzo, absolutely, Lozano could have had three. Yeah. 
I mean, we all we, we could have scored more goals. Again, it's stunning goalkeeping by our opposition, which is insane to think about. And it doesn't matter who's at the at, in between the pipes; they're going to pull out a masterful performance against our team. It just always happens that way. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, Lobo needs a little bit of the slack, uh, uh, but he should be smarter. Um, Mateo says. Yeah, that's that's just it. Uh, I'm gonna read off some of these um, some of these stats here. Uh, possession for Spartak was 30 percent for Tanopoli 70 70 percent of the possession. Unbelievable shots on net. Um, I'm sorry, shots total were Spartak 12, Napoli 19. Shots on target, Spartak 4, Napoli 8. Chances created, Spartak 10, Napoli 14. Amazing to think that Spartak created 10 chances on 30% possession, too. That's pretty crazy. Corners, Spartak 3, Napoli 7. Pass success, Spartak 75%, Napoli 88%. Fouls, Spartak 13 to Napoli's 9. Spartak got three yellows to R1. And the saves. John uh, Luigi Buffon Selikov seven and Medet two. Uh, Medet wasn't the greatest today either. I mean, I I don't I'm not confident with him behind the. I mean, there's nothing you could do about the penalty. The penalty's a penalty. If you can save it, that's great. If not, you know, there's no real goalkeeping issue there. But um, he he disappointed me. Even though there's a difficult, you know, header low to the ground headers are difficult. But you know, he he. I feel like he could have been in better position to to try to save that. It just didn't seem like he was even interested. Um, I think the referee was semi fair. I think also they were really fouling on Lobotka a lot. I would have liked to have seen some calls given um, that way. Um, and then there's also guys we have we have to talk about the temperature. Exactly what Sedano just talked about. You know, um, listen, I don't want to make a lot of excuses because it seems like every time we lose, that's what we do, right? That's what some that's what that's sports. Sports, you find an excuse. But look, temperature and snow had to be a factor. That early penalty hurt bad. It made them believe and it deflated us. And it's funny, said Anno, because what I said to my kids as we were watching is watch, these guys get an early goal like we did against them at the Maradona. They rebounded, none, you know, notwithstanding the fact that Mario Rui had a yellow early, I mean, a red early and was sent off and they had an advantage all game. But even after that, we could have made it 2 0. Here, where they got their early goal, we were deflated. It, it doesn't happen the other way around for us. You know, I knew it was going to happen where we were just not going to find our footing. The early goal really benefited them and it really killed us. Um, also, guys, I really want to bring up what's scrolling on the ticker right now. Uh, it just finished scrolling now, actually. But I want to read I want to read something that uh, that that uh, Luciano Spalletti had said on the um, on the post match. And let me just pull it up here. See if I could pull it up here. Uh, I'm gonna have to take it off of the the, the ticker for a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up here and read it for you guys. So, so Spalletti's comments: conceding the penalty at the start killed us. We played poorly in the first half. I liked our game in the second half, but by then it was too late. Rui Vitoria. Now, if if any of you guys know, I'm sure you all know by now. But 
Spalletti refused to shake Rui Vittoria's hand, the manager of Spartak, going into the back, which really made us look like clowns, which is exactly what was tweeted by Hanu at the Spartak Moscow um, uh, Twitter, you know. Um, but here's the deal. Rui Vittoria, I went to say hi to him before the match started, but he didn't want to welcome me to his stadium. And that is why I ignored him at the end. I guess he only greets other managers after a win, which is convenient for him. So that's why Spalletti did not greet the manager at the end of the match because he got dissed by him in the beginning of the match. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Spalletti not shaking his hand. I'm okay with that. It's fine by me. It shows me that, you know what? You want to come to me when you win, but you don't want to see me before the game? Like, what I do to you, you know? I'm fine with it. It's all good. Uh, Well, guys, you know, I, I, I do feel like, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's probably uh, even in the loss, I'm lost for words, but even in the loss, I think we should make uh, a claim for a beast of the match. I don't have a photo um, set up, but I will do something for you guys. And um, I will present you a beast of the match. Absolutely. So here we go. It's Andrea Petagna for me. Absolutely. I think he deserves it. I think he played a great match. I think he did well. I think he held the ball up. I think he made some good passes. I think he got in. He tracked back a lot. I think he 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 made a uh, he made it a good game. He he got the assist. He put in balls. Uh, you know, I could also think about Chucky Lozano, who had an amazing first half. I think he was the best player in the first half. Um, but I believe Andrea Petagna deserves it because he did it all game. Uh, that's my shout. If any of you guys have a different opinion, please let me know. But for me, beast of the match goes to Andrea Petagna. We could talk about it. We could, uh, we could, uh, uh, you know, discuss it, um, argue it, whatever you want. But uh, give me your thoughts. Let me know who you think. Um, uh, Mateo comes in and says, rightfully so, uh, Spartak's bench across both matches were very unprofessional. Oh, okay. Regarding the um, the uh, the not shaking of the hand. Okay, got you. Beast of the Metropolitania. Anyone want to comment? Um. Let's hope he can stay like this. Uh, let's hope that this could revitalize him. And, you know, he's going to play. He's going to play a lot while Victor's gone. I don't really see a situation where uh, we go to the market for a striker. I don't think there's uh, a, a way to do it. And I don't think there's a, need, a, a, a necessary need for it. I know Osimhen is out and I know people are going to really, you know, disagree with me there um it's easy for us to just go ahead and say oh let's go to the mercato in january but think about it we would have been without 
Ossiman anyway in the AFCON. We'll miss him for December, and then he'll come back at the end of February. So to spend money on a player that probably will only feature for about a month is a little silly when we have Petania. Um, I really like the idea of Petania playing with in a false nine role instead of a striker role, because as Matteo brings up, the Petania false nine works, and with better support overall, he could have been on the score sheet. I think with – see, here's the thing. You don't hear anything from Mertens today. Lozano played great. Mertens, not so much. Maybe Mertens' time on the wings is over. Maybe Mertens' only position is either in the false nine or just behind at the number 10 in this formation because I didn't really hear much from from uh, Mertens today. He was kind of non-existent. So if you have Politano coming back from COVID sooner than later, you know, there's an opportunity to play Lozano, Politano with Petania in the middle. Or when Insigne comes back, Insigne and, Pet- and Politano with Petania in the middle or Lozano in the middle. There are options. We have options. For me, the biggest issue right now is Angisa in the midfield. I mean, maybe if we had Demme today, it would have been a little different. But also, Fabian wasn't really that much involved either today. You know, he didn't do much either. So it's 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 a it's a situation where, you know, we we go into the international break and Fabian has lost himself. You know, uh, I'm sorry, Fabian didn't even play today. Excuse me. That's that's and and what's and what's with the. Uh, that's why I didn't hear from him. He didn't play. Another thing we could talk about is the fact that Spalletti only used one substitution. Um, he, you know, he didn't bring Fabian in. If he, I mean, I, it, it, we needed some help. He brought in Ramani, which moved Mario Rui up. But how come he didn't take Mario Rui out for Fabian? You know, what's up with that? And not for nothing, I'll say it. Why not? At that point, we could have we could have seen Manolas playing. I know he just came back from whatever he was dealing with, but but Juan Jesus, you know he can You know we could have seen Manolas play next to Koulibaly today. You know it could it could have been it could have been done. I don't know. One substitution. I get it that in the second half the team showed a little more fight. But I think maybe we should have made some changes. And I, I just don't know if I, I understand that the big match on the weekend is approaching. It's Lazio. I get it. But um, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure what's going on with that. Uh, hey, listen, Sedeno. Cavani coming back in January. I'm ready for that rumor, too, my friend. Uh, that would be great. Like that's the only, re- <laughs> that's the only move I'd be okay with making, um, this, this, uh, coming transfer window, but yeah, guys, I mean, there's not much else to talk about really. This is going to be a short one. Um, once again, uh, beast of the matches, Pitania, but, uh, Napoli lose two to one to Spartak Moscow. Um, this puts us in a very precarious position um for uh 
for match day six. This makes match day six. Um, you know, we wanted to go in with match day six being as, uh, you know, n- not not as important as it's going to be now. Um, Serie A is coming back this weekend, obviously. So we play Lazio, and um, that's on Sunday at two forty-five. Thank God. But uh, Milan plays Sassuolo at nine o'clock on Sunday. That is a tough match. Sassuolo will be tough for them. Uh, Sassuolo is a tough team. They're not getting the results that they should be, but they're a very tough team. So hopefully we get some help from Sassuolo and we can beat Lazio. Um, Roma play Torino. Some pretty good matches coming up this weekend. Uh, Venezia play Inter. You know, and and not and listen. You know, Inter are the champions of Italy and. You know, they're traveling to Venezia, but Venezia's been getting some results too. Big match, another big match, Juve Atalanta this week. Uh, good stuff. Empoli, Fiorentina, the Derby. Good stuff. Sampdoria, Verona. Guys, Serie A is lit. <laughs> uh, uh, Friday is Cagliari, Salernitana. But so far, you know, just talking about the subject at hand with, with the with the Europa League, Spartak and, I mean, Legia and Leicester are tomorrow at... Um, at uh, three o'clock, I know it's going to be Thanksgiving for the Americans watching. Uh, so that might not be something you want to watch, but definitely keep your eye on that because a draw would be the best result for us there. Um, let's see where that would put us. Uh, so a draw would put Legia at seven and Leicester at six. It would literally, it would be Spartak, Napoli, Legia, seven, Leicester, six. Going into the last match day. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, at least we'd have the tie break over Legia Warsaw. At least. Um, honestly, Mateo says, honestly, Elmas looks like Cavani from afar with a seven. Yeah, he does. But he just he doesn't play like Cavani yet, man. That's the problem. But uh, all right, you guys, I'm going to head out of here. Thank you for joining us on our short uh, Napoli post-match rant. I have not much left to say, so let's just cut out. Um, I was hoping that Oma Akatugba would join me here today, but I guess uh, he couldn't make it. Um, and, um, you know, what are you going to do? Maybe we'll get him back next time. But I'd like to chat with him about Aussie Men's injury, even though he did chat with uh, – uh, I forgot if it might have been Kiss Kiss Napoli. He might have chatted with them about it. So you can see, um, you know, maybe he hasn't talked to him yet. I'd like to get a hold of him because they're friends and they talk. So maybe uh, maybe we'll wait till after he has a chat with Victor Osman and we can bring him on. Uh, grazie tutti. I appreciate you joining. Tough loss today, but we'll get him on Sunday. Forza Napoli. Sempre.